Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, thank you for joining us this month for the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. So glad to have you join us. Please share this with any of your ministry friends. We like to just share and bring practical information to leaders within the church community and the church world. This month, we are going to be talking about functioning as an owner. And I realize that a, a very high percentage of those that listen to this podcast are the senior leaders or would be considered the owner of the church, not that you personally own it, but you understand what I'm saying. You are the owner of the organization. You're the pastor, the senior uh, position. This is going to be a phenomenal podcast to share with your entire team, your paid staff, your volunteers, your lead volunteers, potentially your board members, your elders, deacons, whatever your leadership uh, chart looks like, because we're the goal of this podcast is to help everyone on the team to see and to function as a leader. So let's dive into our topic. Before we get to the subject of owners, there are two there are two other kinds of people that will be within our organization, and the first one is what I call the squatters. They are absolutely temporary. They are here to occupy space. I'm here till I find a better place to go to. I'm here because what's in it for me. I don't contribute. I don't help. I don't give. I am in a temporary thing. They don't give towards the vision. They don't lead. They don't set the example. They are just in it to win it for what is personally for them. The second kind of people that we have in our organization are what I would call renters. Now, if we're using the example of of housing, of a squatter, a renter, and an owner, a renter is what I would call somebody that is transitional. Now, they might not think, but in reality, they are transitional. They are saying, I am not sure I want to live in this neighborhood. I'm not sure I want to live in this city. I'm not sure I want my kids to go to the school that is where this house is. I'm not ready to commit to put my roots down, so I'm going to rent this house until I see if it's a good fit. And so in a lot of ways, we have people in our church and people in our leadership that they're not fully committed. They are leery of making long-term commitments. And, and the longest that, that, that they can dream or think about is of signing, so to speak, a one- to two-year leadership lease. Beyond that, hey, I, 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 I'm just not there. Uh, I like this. It's a good house, good church. I'm, I'm here. I'm in it. But they're just not ready. They kind of hold things loosely, and they're just not ready to, to buy in as an owner. And as we know, there's a big difference of when we own a house and when we rent a house, or we own a car and the way we drive a rental car. And so they hold things loosely. If something gets broke, it's not their problem. It's the owner's problem. And I love uh, in in the Association of Related Churches, ARC, they have a term that they said often as you're planning a church and building a church, you have people and they 
give them the term scaffolding, that they're there for a, a temporary season while you're you're building and getting the getting the church off the ground, that there'll be people that'll be there for that short-term season, help you launch, and then they go away. Well, we we want our owners, people that lean in and move from a squatter to a renter, and ultimately to an owner. And this is someone that is invested into the success or failure of the organization. Um, This is who owns the vision. They are making a priority as to leaning in and being an owner of the organization. And you don't have to be an owner of the organization. You don't have to have the title. I want my children's pastor, worship pastor, youth pastor, associate pastors, I want them to function as owners. I want my board members to function as owners. I want my I want my leadership team and volunteer leaders to function as owners. And it's always interesting. You can know when church members have have bought into the vision because often they'll say, well, your church pastor, it's really cool that that you guys do this and and that church. But it's really a, a shift of heart when they say, this is my church. This is my home. This is where I'm at. So I want to cover some things that are just some attributes of an owner of the organization, or as we're talking about here, becoming an owner of the local church. Number one, being an owner is who they are. It's not something they do. It's who they are. You see, when I when I own something, taking care of my car or my house that I own. It's just natural. I need to mow the grass. I need to, I need to fix the, 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 the broken lamp, uh, the, you know, the outside lamp. I need to, uh, repaint the outside. The paint is chipping. An owner is who they are. It's not something they try and put on. And I would say this, it's a heart shift. It's not just a mental shift, but it's a heart shift. Secondly, owners take personal responsibility for the success or failure of the entire organization. Every service, every event, every team, they realize the buck stops with them, and there is no one else to blame or to uh, 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 cause and be responsible. An owner says, I'm taking personal pride in the success or the failure of this organization. Thirdly, an owner functions as though they were the head of the organization, even when they are not. It's functioning as though you were the senior pastor of this church, and everything this church does or says is a direct reflection of who you are, that, that it's, it's that ownership that if you were placed, I, I want to talk to those of you that are in supportive ministry roles, if, if your pastor said, I'm moving to the island of St. Thomas next Saturday, and they name you as the senior pastor, how would you think? How would you function? How would you operate? What would you do? Where would there be improvements? Well, why haven't you made improvements? Well, see, renter mentality says, I'm not going to improve this because it's not mine. Becoming an owner when you're in a supportive role is key and vital to the success of the organization. That you say, this is my church. That wall is my wall. I see something that needs to be fixed or replaced, and I'm going to 
either take care of it myself or I'm going to find somebody that can do it. Number four, owners have both short-term goals and long-term goals. And here's the way I would put it. This is a distinguishing factor that separates them from renters. They are forward-thinking, not reactive. They see further down the road than anyone else in the organization. And so owners are going to think long-term. Obviously, renters think short-term. Renters have a temporary mindset. And if you're in a supportive role, are you can identify if I'm a renter or an owner, if if I ask you the question, how long are you going to be here at this church? And you say, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe the next year or two, I guess that's about as far as I can see. I would say you have renter mentality and renter leadership, which leads us to number five. An owner sees this organization, this church, as the last place they will ever work. I'm here for the long haul. Now, that may just be hard for some of you to swallow. And here's what I would tell you. If you can't see yourself there for the long haul, then maybe maybe there is a shift in your future. Where can you go that you could buy in, that you could say, I can make a lifelong commitment here? Now, I'm in the senior pastor role the last 18 years, but the previous 20 plus years, I was in a supportive ministry role. I had several key transitions as a youth pastor. And I can tell you every time I made a move, those three times that I made a move, I moved into that community. I relocated to that church. I came on board that staff and I mentally said, I am never leaving this church. This is me. This is us. We're putting our roots down as a family. We are engaging with full velocity. We're not going to be a renter and see it temporarily. This is what we're going to do for the rest of our life. I'm going to be youth pastor in this church. Now, yes, seasons of transition will come, but allow God to do that. You buy in and become an owner for the long haul. Because here's what happens. When you know you're not leaving, you recognize I need to fix it and make it better because I'm going to be here forever and I can't live with it that way. So maybe I'm the youth pastor at the church and my children are in the children's ministry and my kids are going, dad, I don't like, I don't like going to class. I'm going to investigate. I'm not going to try and take over the children's ministry, but as an owner, I'm going to say, if my kids are having this problem or concern is anyone else's not to come and attack my children's pastor partner, but to come alongside and say, Hey, I just discovered something. My kids were complaining. And when I got down to the root of it, this is what I found. And I think there's an easy fix. You're not coming to complain. You're coming with ideas and solutions of the problem that you discovered. And so if, if you don't look for an answer, if you don't own it, you're just going to let things be. And if you see it with the renter mentality, you'll be always looking for an exit ramp. Well, maybe maybe I'll stay one more year. Maybe I'll, I'll sign the lease for one more year. 
No, I would say burn the ships, commit to where you are until God leads you on. Number six, being an owner is being a leader in every setting, not only from just the stage, but being a leader in the front row, being a leader in the lobby, being a leader in the services, being a leader at the events, being a leader in the staff meetings, in the staff prayer times, in the church prayer times. Here's the difference of of seeing myself as I'm in supportive ministry and I'm not the senior guy or gal is I don't have to function as a leader in this meeting. Pastor is leading this volunteer this volunteer gathering. I'm off. I'm going to tell you this, leaders, you're never off. Leaders are always on and owners are always on. And so I challenge my staff that that just as I lead from a following position, that they need to lead from a following position as well. What are you talking about? Well, when we're having a worship service, I don't know how much it happens. I'm not in other churches. I don't know what other pastors do, but I know it was very prevalent in in times of past that the praise and worship would begin, and by the second, third, or fourth song, the pastor would make his way into the auditorium. I would tell you that pastor is not acting as an owner. That pastor is not functioning like an owner. I know that when my worship team is on the stage and Pastor Brad is leading, I know this. It is my job to lead the people from the front row. It is my job to be an owner in that worship service. It's not, hey, Brad's on, I'm off. My, I come up in about 20 minutes, then I'm on. No, I'm on on the front row. As John Maxwell said, the people will never surpass their leader. If I want my people to worship at a six, I've got to be worshiping hands in the air, jumping, clapping, going, singing. I've got to be worshiping at an eight to an 8.5 to get them to a six. And I'm setting the bar. The same is true when my staff pastors, leadership, board members, people are sitting in the pew, they are leading from there. And they are leading from those first three rows. That when we have the teaching outline, as you see, and you download my sermons and notes and PowerPoints, I'm I'm a teacher. And so when, when I say, hey, point number three, I need my staff to be like leaning in, writing down what blank three is, because then they're sending a message to everyone else. Something important was just said. You should write this down. If you look at my wife's notes on Sunday mornings, she actually fills in the blanks twice and writes over. What is she doing? She's leading by following. She's leading in her followership, and she's pushing the the she's setting the bar for other people of how to worship, how to learn, how to study, and how to pray. That's how we function. Number seven, being an owner is the pursuit to continually sharpen yourself and everyone and everything around you. I'm going to say that again. Being an owner is the pursuit to continually sharpen yourself. No one has to tell me 
read a book, listen to a podcast, read an article, grow yourself. It is part of who I am because I am, as an owner, I want this church to grow, to reach more people, to reach the lost. And I know that in order to do that, I have to grow myself and become the absolute best leader I can. And then I want to influence everyone around me, and I want to make everything around me better. One of our mottos is, make it better, is our mission. And so we're going to learn and grow. Number eight, owners are self-motivated. An owner resolves problems and issues without being asked. An owner sees something broken, they fix it or they get someone to fix it. They aren't waiting on someone else to be responsible. A renter says, wow, the the light switch isn't working. We need to get the owner in here. I'm going to call the owner. Pastor, did you know you have a problem over here in this area of ministry? Pastor, do you know that you have a problem with the ushers on this side? They didn't pass the buckets. You're, you're saying, Pastor, here's the problem. No, an owner sees a problem and resolves it and gets involved and sees responsibility to it. Number nine, owners see the big picture and they see the big picture down to the smallest of details. It's having your eyes not only on your department, but ensuring the success of every department. It's it's seeing the, the, the simple things, the little things, and making sure that we're walking in excellence. Number 10, owners help their staff succeed. Owners help their staff succeed. Do you care if your other teammates are successful? Do you have the mentality of, my department is kicking it, but I'm concerned about theirs? Do you want to see the other departments within your church be as successful as yours? Uh, being an owner, it's, it's wanting every department to win, not just my department. And then number 11, owners set the bar of excellence. Their work ethic challenges other employees to be better. Owners are the model employees. They're the ones that set the bar. They set the bar of how to serve, how to live, how to give, and how to uh, lead within this organization. Number 12, owners ask the hard questions. Owners ask the hard questions. What needs to be changed? What needs to be fixed? What needs to be adjusted? What course corrections or directions need to be made. Renters, they're just along for the ride. Owners are continually asking and assessing and looking at what can be changed, improved, assessed, or evaluated. Number 13, owners are invested. Owners are invested with their life. They're invested with their time. They're invested with their resources. They're invested with their finances. Owners should lead the way of contributions in the local church. Owners should be setting the, the invisible bar of generosity. And my heart as, as a lead pastor in this church has always been, I want to be one of the top givers in this church. Lord, Bless me so I can be a blessing. Lord, bless me so that I can sow to the missions fund. I can sow to the, to the uh, building fund. I can sow to the general fund. God, I want to sow and lead the way financially. 
I, I don't live by that. That's just, that's just a line that was put out there in the Old Testament. I live by 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that if I sow abundantly, I will reap abundantly, that grace empowers me to do more than what the law did. And so Kim and I have found that we can give well beyond our 10%, and as we do, the Lord is going to bless and to prosper us so that we can continue to be a blessing. And so as owners, you're going to lean in. You're going to invest. And and it might be that the church can't afford something, that maybe it's one of those lean, mean times financially, and you go, man, I've got that at the house. I'm just going to bring that up. I'm going I'm to let the kids' ministry use that. I'm going to let the youth ministry borrow that. And, and we're all in for the success of the team. And then owners are thinking long-term, not short-term. They are, are here for the long haul. And so whatever role you're in, from senior pastor to custodial and maintenance, um, office assistants, lead volunteers, whatever it is, here's my closing challenge, is if every employee was a mirror image of you, what would be the condition of the staff? And your team. If every employee was a mirror image of you, what would be the condition of the staff and team? Is there areas where you can sharpen up, strengthen up, do better? I challenge you to lean in, become an owner of your church, become an owner of the vision, and help others make a difference alongside joining with your senior pastor hand in hand arm in arm, saying, Pastor, we're with you. We're an owner. We're on this ship together, and we are going to sail and do big things for the kingdom of God. There you go, guys. God bless you. Have a great September. We'll see you next month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.